0: September as well, you should have in your bulletin received one of these uh, uh, tickets here and you don't need that to come to the Ball Brothers, the Under the Tent. That is just an invitation you could use to invite someone to come. And so that's the beginning there in September, all the dates, times are there. Uh, It's going to be exciting. So please make sure you have that on your calendar. Invite someone. And uh, I think every Sunday is a good day to invite someone to church, isn't it? Any day is a good day be in the house of God. And I'm glad you're here today. We're going to be in Acts chapter number six and verse <clears throat> number eight. So let me begin reading. And you know what, let's do this. i all stand together as I read. We've been sitting down for a little while and I don't want you to fall asleep. Get the blood going a little bit and you follow along with me for just a moment here. The Bible says, "In Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now, who's Stephen? Stephen is one of the deacons, one of those seven that the church laid hands on and prayed. And these were faithful men, godly men. And Stephen now is seen here and full of great faith and power. And he did great wonders and miracles among the people. But there was a problem. There arose certain of the synagogues. And there were some people that didn't like what Stephen was doing they weren't liking the fact that Christ's name was being magnified. They didn't like that people were being healed. They didn't like great power being shown in the name of Jesus Christ. And they, they resisted him. The Bible says in verse 10, they, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they subnored men which said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. They stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council. In verse number 13, and they set false witnesses, which said, this man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place in the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him Saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Father, Lord, we love you. We love your Son. We thank you for the Spirit of God that indwells us and directs us and guides us from the moment that we receive your Son as our Savior. And Lord, we've worshiped you through singing today, we've worshiped you through giving. Lord, we've celebrated with a family, Lord, that. is surrendered to the mission field and is seeing people saved and discipled. And Lord, they're doing there what you've called us to do here. And now we come to your word. We need your power. We need your help. Lord, there's some in this room today, they're hurting. They've been through trials this week. They've had difficulties with sickness. They've had difficulties with family. They're having difficulties in their marriage, maybe at work. They need your help. They've come today. Some are come today wearied. And they need revival in their heart today. We know that your spirit can do this. We rely upon you. Lord, some are experiencing great blessings. And we rejoice with them today. And we pray that you continue to bless them, continue to meet their needs, and continue to give them the joy, Lord, that they have. And so, Lord, we've come here Different walks of life, different things have happened this week, but we come here united as one church, as one people, your body. And so, Lord, I pray that through this message, you would encourage your people, you'd strengthen us. You'd give us what your will would be for us to have this week so that we could serve you greater. And I ask you this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. The church in Acts chapter 6 the church had great disputings from within, and the first several verses, the first verse of this chapter, as a matter of fact, in verse one of chapter six, we find the reason why Stephen was even appointed to be a deacon, a leader in the church. There was great disputings amongst the people. The work of the church was too large, and the church was growing <clears throat> excuse me, and the apostles could not keep up with all that was necessary to be kept up with. And people's needs were going without uh, being met. And, and so there, the Bible says there was this, this this disputings amongst the people, murmuring amongst the people because their widows weren't being taken care of. And, and, and you remember what happened. The church came together and the church uh, 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 laid the hands upon these seven men. And these seven men began to lead and begin to care for these needs. But, but more than even caring for the needs of the widows, I want you to see that Stephen had a great testimony and God was going to use Stephen in a great way because of his faith and this power that Stephen possessed uh, to bring glory to God. The church was growing. The people were healthy. I tell you, when the people are healthy spiritually, God can do a, a wonderful thing through his church. The church got through this disputing, this murmuring, and the church began to make a, an impact once again in the community and their the testimony. This, because needs were taken care of. This is because men stepped up and took care of the needs within the church. But I want you to see in verse number eight, this man named Stephen, the Bible says of him full of faith and power. Stephen, the man, a man full of faith, And power. We see, first of all, if you're taking notes this morning, I want you to just write this down. We see the leadership of Stephen. We see Stephen's leadership. Stephen, there was something that was said about him. Yes, we know that Stephen was a a man that was filled with the Holy Ghost. We know that he had a a great testimony. He was full of faith. We see that in verse number five. And again, we see it again in verse number eight here. We see the leadership of Stephen. Stephen is uh, getting ready to do some great wonders and miracles among the people. And this was not done in Stephen's power. This was done because of Stephen's faith in the Lord and God gave him the power to do this stephen's full of faith he's full of power when the church had a need i want you to see the type of person the lord used to fulfill these needs listen to me today god is looking for people that are full of faith God is looking for people, you and I, that will allow him to fill us with his power, not so that we're seen, not so that something is special about us, but so that people can see the mighty hand of God working in your life. You know, Christians, so often I'm afraid we we lack this area of faith. We go through life, we're worried about the events of life. We go through life and we're concerned with what comes uh, against us. We're full of anxiety, we're full of fear. But I want you to see that God is looking for someone that'll put their faith in him, their trust in him, so that he can fill them with power, so that God is seen greater. This is what we see in Stephen. Stephen was someone with great faith. The Bible says he's full of faith. Wouldn't that be a wonderful testimony? Wouldn't you love for someone to say of you that you are someone full of faith? They're not bragging on who you are. What they're saying is they're bragging on who God is because God is worthy of us having full faith in him. And Stephen's faith is what guided him. Stephen's faith is what, what, what uh, uh, he relied upon for direction in his life. And we find here in this chapter, the verses that we read, that Stephen, y- you would think that you know Stephen is a man full of faith, he's a man full of power, he's doing wonderful things. Everything in life was going to go well for Stephen. <clears throat> The church would continue to grow. Stephen would find his spot in leadership in the church. God would bless the church, and and Stephen would live out his days as a a deacon, a leader in the church, and, and just wonderful things would happen. But I want you to see where Stephen's faith brought him, and why it was so necessary for Stephen to have this faith. Because immediately when Stephen began to serve, immediately when we are introduced to Stephen, automatically what happens is now no longer is there uh, disputes and murmurings from within. Now there's attacks from without. And Stephen is able to live his life pleasing to the Lord. Stephen is able to live his life doing what God has called him to do because Stephen possessed the faith that was necessary to rely upon God to get him through. Now listen to me today, there's not a struggle that you're going to face that your faith in God can't get you through. There's not, there's not a situation you're going to face in your life that, 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 that it doesn't require faith. God uh, uh, blesses a person that has faith in him because faith in him says this, I can't get me through this problem. I can't see the way out of this problem. I can't navigate through this. But God, I'm trusting in you that you will. And listen to me, every single one of us it doesn't matter who you are, you are going to experience times in your Christian walk where you are not going to know what the future holds. You're going to you're going to experience times in your in your in your life where where it's dark. You're going to experience times in your life where you are not going to know what tomorrow is going to be, uh, be like. You are not going to know what the, 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 the answer from the doctor is going to be. You are not going to know the end of this financial situation in your life. You are not going to know what tomorrow holds. But if you'll put your faith in God, he'll, he will guide you through those dark hours. And that's where Dave, uh, Stephen is, is at. at. I want you to see that this leadership, this full of faith and power, it's necessary. It was necessary in Stephen's life because these widows had needs. Now hear me today, please. It wasn't for the deacons to go get jobs and meet the needs of all these widows. The church was growing at an alarming rate and there was great needs. And there were seven men that had to meet these needs of these widows. These widows needed to eat. These widows had light bulbs that needed to be, I don't know if they had light bulbs back in, but they had candles that needed to be replaced. They had things that broke and things that needed to, they needed help with. And, and, and they, they called upon the church. And, and, and Stephen, Stephen had to have faith that God would supply so that he could help meet a need of a widow. You see, it wasn't Stephen's resources that were going to meet that need. It wasn't Stephen's uh, uh, money that was going to meet that need. It wasn't Stephen's power that was going to meet that need. There were going to be people in the church that were going to call upon Stephen, and Stephen had to have faith that God was going to supply so that he could meet the need of these widows. It It takes great faith. You know what I believe this? It takes great faith if you're going to serve God because trials come. Burdens come. Do you, do you know, I love it when, uh, when, when, I don't love going through it, but I love it when you're praying and you have a great need and God answers that prayer, don't you? Christian, I believe this, it's healthy spiritually for every Christian to get to a place where you don't have the answer. I I think it's healthy. And, And when you're going through it, you'd say, pastor, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. I think it's very healthy spiritually for every Christian to get to a place where they don't have the answer and you have to pray it in. That's where you get strengthened. That's when you realize that it isn't dependent upon you, that you need God it's important to get to that place you know as a child i, I remember oftentimes with my children they they get to a place they you remember when your kids get to a place where they're independent they can do everything they don't need your help and don't you love it as a parent when they come back to you and they need your help it just makes you feel good you still need me the other the other day we we're at a place and, you know, my kids, they don't, they don't need my help opening things anymore. They don't need my help putting things together anymore. They, they don't need that anymore. You know, I'll come home and, 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 and they'll get something and they'll already have it together. And I'll say, take that, take that apart and let me put it together for you. You need me, you know, they get to the place, my son. We visited him uh, last weekend, and, and, and I love the fact that he's growing up, but I don't love the fact that he can make a decision without my help anymore. I said to him last weekend, I wish you had a problem so I could help you, son. wish you'd make something up, just make me feel good. I like to help my children. I like it when they get to the place when they have to come back and they say, Dad, I need your help. It just does something to me. You know, I don't want my kids to live the rest of their life, although I want them to be successful, but I don't want them to live the rest of their life not needing Dad at all. And hear me, God doesn't want you to live the rest of your life not needing him either. And so he guides your life, he directs your life, He may have some of you in a place that's very difficult time of your life and he's putting you there so that you have faith in him because the greatest person you can have faith in is God. Listen to me, your spouse at times may fail you your 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 parents sometimes may fail you. Your your employer sometimes may fail you. Your pastor sometimes may fail you. Your best friend sometimes may fail you. But listen to me. God didn't give you a spouse to 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 go to and not go to God. God didn't give you parents so that you never have to go to God. God didn't give you a boss so that you never have to go to God. None of your human relationships should ever replace the need for you to go to God. You see, Stephen was going to begin to serve others. And he needed to rely upon God to meet those needs so that he could serve others. Number two, I want you to see in verse number nine, then there were certain of the synagogues and these, these, which were called the synagogues of the libertarians and the Cyrenians and Alexandrians and the list goes on of all these, of these synagogues. And, and, and they were going to make accusations against Stephen, but Stephen was going to be attacked for his faith there's a, there's a whole list of people here that came at Stephen. How many of you like to be attacked? How many of you like when somebody's angry with you? How many of you like when people gang up on you? Well, it's no different with Stephen. And Stephen, instead of quitting, instead of running, the reason why Stephen was able to face these attacks is because he was full of faith and full of power. Listen, we want faith when everything's going well, but your faith is seen when things aren't going well. Oh, I wish the moment you got saved that there were no more problems in your life and no more difficulties in your life and, and, and money would just magically appear in your account and, and no more health situations and no more issues with family or no more problems with friends or I wish we'd never get a flat tire. I wish we'd never run out of gas. I, I wish that all those things, nothing bad would ever happen. But guess What? you're still going to face difficulties. You're still going to be attacked. You're still going to have turmoil in your life. But Stephen had faith that would see him through these turmoils and these attacks. You see, he had to uh, have reliance on the Lord. His faith had to be full in order for him to withstand these attacks. You see, Stephen was right with the Lord. He was walking with God. He was full of faith because God knew there was going to come a day that Stephen was going to be attacked for his faith. And in that time that Stephen was attacked because his faith was full, he was able to sustain those attacks. I want you to see with me in verse number 12, the Bible says, and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes that came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said, this man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. Stephen was going to, to uh, have to stand alone Listen, one of the most difficult things to do is to stand alone. But there's going to be times in your life where you're going to have to stand alone. And hear me, it's going to be weary. It's going to be tiring. And you're going to feel like you've been left alone. You're going to feel the most miserable pain that you've ever felt. But I want you to know that God is still with you. Have faith in him. And that faith will allow you to stand alone. Stephen would have to withstand false accusations. You you know, there's going to be times in your life where you're going to be falsely accused. Hear, Hear me, all these things that Stephen's enduring, you know what Stephen didn't do? He didn't run from his faith. You don't find Stephen giving his resignation as a deacon saying, you know what, this is too much. You don't find Stephen saying, you know what, I, I, should, I, I, should, have never, I should have never been saved. I, I should have never trusted Christ. I should have never got involved in this, this, this thing, the church. I, I should have just stayed doing what I was doing. No, you see Stephen full of faith. And he's able to withstand the attacks. He's able to uh, stand alone when it's necessary. He's able to stand the false accusations. Why? Because his faith was strong. Hear me, church. I'm afraid so often today's Christianity we're weak and we're anemic. We're so easily offended. We're so easily offended with God. If God doesn't fit the, the life that I think he should fit, if God doesn't place the, the blocks the way I think he should place them, if God doesn't meet the needs the way and when I think he should meet them, I'm going to get mad at God. I'm going to run from God. I'm going to give up on God. I'm going to walk away from God. But I want you to see that in a healthy church, there are people that are full of faith and full of power. And yes, they have trials. And yes, they're carrying burdens. And yes, they're standing alone. And yes, they're being hurt. But their faith is in God. And that sees them through. Listen to me, church, we need to develop stronger faith. Because Stephen had faith in power, he was respected, he was seen as a godly leader. And because of this, God gave Stephen favor, he allowed his faith to be seen. Listen, one of the most wonderful examples you can be as a Christian is for you to be full of faith in times of trials. You'll strengthen people. Listen, we have too many people walking away from the faith. We, we, we need strong Christians full of faith and full of power like Stephen that in the midst of trials, in the midst of attacks, in the midst of standing alone, in the midst of persecution, he stands firm because God is worthy. You know, I see here the enemy couldn't get a foothold on his life because of his faith. I want you to show this picture. little while ago, you won't recognize this family, but our church helped this family. About a year or so ago, maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter, I don't remember. On a Sunday morning, I got up and I said, I want you to pray for a family because they were missionaries to Cameroon and their husband was killed. How many of you remember that? He was sitting in a car and Someone shot him while he was sitting. They were only there a couple weeks in this new field. Devastated. You you see you see how many children they have. They were left in Cameroon. They had just gotten there, and she now has to deal with burying her husband. Or what? What do you do? What do? How do you? How do you? How do you survive? How do you go on? all these mouths that need to be fed, all these bodies that need to be clothed. And he, she herself is going through the devastating, devastating impact of her husband being killed, murdered in a foreign country. Listen, this family, they, they just went to Cameroon to serve God. They, they were following God's will. They just simply wanted to take the gospel to a people why would God do this? Many in her situation would give up. Many in her situation would walk away. Many in her situation would say, God, you're not fair. We signed up to serve you. We didn't sign up for this. We, we signed up to go take the gospel to Cameroon. We didn't sign up to bury my husband because he was murdered just two weeks in the country. <clears throat> I got a letter. Many of you remember that Stephanie's late husband, Charles, was martyred while serving in Cameroon last October. It's almost a year. Through a series of di- divine appointments, the Lord allowed Dr. and Mrs. Carriger to help Stephanie with her PTSD. As she found comfort in the Lord, Stephanie began to use her God-given comfort to help others heal. It was clear to her pastor, who was also her father, and those around her that the Lord was using her to help hurting ladies. In May, she attended a wounded spirits camp, a biblical approach to PTSD at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. She was certified as a counselor and began her ministry as a newly appointed AFBM missionary in June. In a short time, she is already counseling more than a dozen ladies. Their stressors, traumas are a list of egregious evils you find in a sin-filled world. Many of these ladies feel hopeless and alone and are suicidal. The message of Christ's love and an introduction to a local church are pivotal parts to every session. I got this letter this week and I thought, here's a lady, here's a family full of faith, full of power. You know what this encouraged me? When we read the Bible and we read things like Stephen, it's not, well, that was for 2,000 years ago. That was easier back then. Yeah, that was Stephen. Stephen was probably you know some great Christian and, and that's what God did back in those days. And I want you to know this. In 2019, the same God of Acts chapter six is the same God today. The same God that blesses faith is the same God that blesses faith today. The same God that gives power is the same God that gives power today. And God uses a Stephen, and, and God allows Stephen to go through trials and God allows Stevens to go through uh, moments of uh, being alone and moments of attack and God blessed his ministry and his ministry was seen as God uh, blessing. And the same thing today, some 2,000 years later, there's still same Christians that are going through trials but they're full of faith and their faith is allowing God to use them to help other people. Listen to me, God didn't put you here on this earth to give you a trial for you to sit alone and sulk in your trial and think that nobody cares. God put you in that so that you trust him with your faith so he can use you to even minister to more people. Here's a family that should have and could have quit. But they're not gonna give up on God. In church, we took an offering, and I talked to her pastor, which is her father, and we sent this offering to them. And your faith in giving encouraged the family to know that there is a God that can still meet a need in the midst of a trial. There is a God that's full of power. There is a God that is worthy to be trusted. There is a God that still wants to minister to the lives of people. There's still a God that still wants to use you. And you were able to encourage this family. You didn't see their face, but that's the face of those that you helped continue to be a servant to God. Thank you, church.